Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Tell It All, where we find hope for our struggles and have a safe place for our vulnerability. I'm your host, Doriani Godoy. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to talk today, but I'm also really nervous. Like, I don't really know why I am nervous <laughs> to talk about this topic. I think a big thing is because I've always, I kind of wanted to always talk about it because I think the phrase pick me girl has been really, really annoying. Um, even though, like, I feel like I've used it to, and this sounds terrible, but like it could have degraded that person if I were to describe them like that. But at the same time, I really don't use that word because I feel like it's really degrading. And honestly, like we're just diving deep into it. Um, I think for me, it's because I've felt like I could be a pick me girl, um, or have like little things of like pick me girl. Um, but before we dive in, I just want to say that I appreciate you for being here. I want to just remind you that you are loved, that you're seen, and that you're really, really appreciated and really special because God made you really special. Um, Okay, so going into it, I kind of want to give the definition because I think for me, I didn't know what a pick me girl was. Like, I just thought I had a definition for it, but I urban dictionaried it. Um, and it says it's a girl who goes out of their way to impress boys and make them seem like they're not like other girls, kind of like a simp, but for girls. Otherwise, known as internal misogyny. I think that's how you say it. Not the easiest to explain, but you, but when you see one, you'll know she's one for sure. Usually does this to be accepted by boys and be considered one of the good ones. If you say one of these things, congratulations, no one likes you. And I think that that's terrible. Like, why would they add that to the end? Like, there, there's no grace in that. Like, no grace in, like, being like having that type of feeling um like what the freak okay so it gives examples of like what a pick me girl is so it'll be like normal girl I don't skate pick me girl yeah I skate I'm not like the other girls I'm unique boys always go for the basic girls unlike me also pick me girls can even Oli, ollie something like that example two boy girls are dramatic pick me girl I know right I only hang out with guys because I can't handle girls drama <laughs> this is so bad and terrible I mean I don't know if I've ever said that about a person but I don't know um and then example three was like literally nobody pick me girl oh women can't take jokes ha 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 women aren't funny lol take away our right to vote lol um so I think that there's a lot of definitions in people's minds of like pick me girl because I think the last one it's not even um that like I don't think that a pick me girl would say like um women aren't funny lol like I think that that's just like okay so let's just dive deep into why why I wanted to talk about this and I think you know why I felt like God was speaking clearly and um accurately about why this is um a topic that maybe could resonate with one of you and you know if you've ever felt like oh wow maybe I'm a pick me girl hey I feel that too um and I think a lot of times so I know I kind of want to like connect it a little bit to last week's episode talking about um you know God's image of who we are um and how we view God viewing us if that makes sense um so for example with me like I always 
felt, you know, like, oh, God is angry. God doesn't love me. So, you know, when you don't feel loved or you don't feel seen, you don't feel picked, right? And so when I, like, something that I've always struggled with and I'm working through in therapy is, like, feeling like I'm allowed to be picked. Like, guys and girls, like, as friends are allowed to pick me and be like, I really love you and you deserve the world and you deserve to be loved, And so I think one of the biggest things about a pick-me-girl girl is not that she wants to not, like, dehumanize or bring down girls who are, um, like, bring down other girls. I think their biggest insecurity is that no one has ever picked them. So they have to literally mold themselves to be this girl that is picked by guys and girls. Um, And I think the word simp is the worst, like, such a... A really annoying word because it literally describes a good guy the only reason I'm saying that is because it's like it said like it's like a simp but girl version um and I want you guys like it has nothing to do with that because like simp technically is a guy who's like if you really think about it, it's a guy who's a good guy because that's kind of like how people girls describe like um what a simp is and then like a pick me girls described as someone who is like tearing other girls down and being like, I'm different from everyone. Well, obviously, if you were never chosen um, as a child, if you were never chosen in your young, like young adulthood or in middle school or high school, like obviously you're going to be a pick me girl because you want someone to pick you. And it's not out of like wanting to be better than anyone else. It's out of literally having either trauma or moments of like insecurities of like no one has ever chosen me. So I want to be picked and I will do what it takes. And that's where codependency comes in. And you say, I will do whatever it takes to mold myself to be this person so that this, you know, like this guy or this girl can like me and really understand exactly who I am. And so I think a lot of times people forget that there is a lot of grace in these type of people, like the people who want to stand out the most, the people who want to be the loudest, speak the most, say the dumbest things, or even like people who are willing to break, like, um, like, break themselves down I guess like the people who kind of have like jokes about themselves that aren't funny like they're just like hurtful um even those people deserve to have grace because of the fact that they probably went through something in their childhood that made them be like this and so you have to think about that a lot of times too like um and why I think I identified so 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 big and so like personally with a pick me girl is not because I wanted to be better than anyone else or I wanted to um get in someone's spotlight and be like the center like the show um no I want to be um seen I want to be chosen I want to be loved and when I was a kid that wasn't always the case I wasn't always chosen and loved and cared for and like um, I did struggle to like make friends and stuff like that. And so it was, it was this thing of like learning, like sadly ended up learning how to mold myself to people so I can please them. And then overall become like what, you know, what they want me to be instead of being who I am. And that is the definition I feel like of a real pick me girl, like pick me and I will be whatever you want me to be. So one of the examples was like, a normal girl oh I don't skate like oh yeah I skate and I just like I'm so much better than everyone and it's like you know 
if she can't skate, she'll learn, (laughs) you know, like she will learn how to skate because it will make you notice her more. And a lot of times it's not just like, I want all the attention. It's literally like I am deprived of attention. Sorry, you can hear my dog. Um, like I'm deprived of love. I'm deprived of closeness and intimacy with like, and, and not even like intimacy sexually, like intimacy like with love and compassion and and like, you know, hugging and loving. And so when you say like, this is a pick me girl, like, and you identify with it, like, please have a lot of grace with yourself. Like that comment that was said after the definition was so out of place because of the fact that it was like, well, then no one likes you. That's not true. Like, you are allowed to be liked and also be a pick-me girl. I mean, honestly, guys like girls like that. Like, they say they don't, but if you find a girl that can hang like the boys can hang, I promise you they will lean way more towards that girl than they will towards the girl who is, like, being annoying and, like, being like, I'm not a pick-me girl, but look at the way that I dress and look at the way I talk and look what I have. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, There's so many different types of people, and I think a lot of times we forget to have grace with every single person, and I think we forget to have a lot of compassion and realize, like, why is this person a pick-me girl? Like, why is she? Like, is she this type of person because of the way that her childhood played out? And I think that something that I've come to realize really, like, um, recent is Um, knowing someone's heart is probably one of the most important traits, right? Like knowing their heart, their passions, even their past, like knowing, you know, things that might trigger them or things that might, um, like push them away, make them feel really unseen, unheard, unloved. Um, I think a lot of times we forget to let the people around us know, how much we love them, how much we care about them, and also that they're seen. And so when this pick-me girl will come up and be like, you know, I just have to say the right thing, be the right person, dress the right way so these people will love me, they are coming from a place of insecurity, a place of trauma, and then there's also this backlash once they get to that point where they're being like, you know, molding themselves to be accepted, then there's this other backlash from society. Like at first it was you know, we don't see you, we don't care about you, you don't stand out. And then now when she, like, she tries to stand out, society or whoever, like, a group of girls or schoolmates, um, schoolmates, what the heck, classmates or something like that, they are, um, meeting her with, like, pain, like, literally hatred. Like, they're like, oh, you're just a pick-me girl. Who freaking cares? And it's like, okay, like, why is she a pick me girl? Well, because you didn't see her at first. No one has seen her. And now she's like, if I can just mold myself to be this thing, then it'll work. And there's a lot of instances where that does work. And that little like hormone, like that happy, like I call it like the happy hormone, like the adrenaline you get when someone says like, I do choose you. I do love you. I do appreciate you. Um, that is so real. Like, don't we all want to be seen? Don't we all want to be loved? Don't all we don't we all want to be appreciated? Yes, the answer is yes. And if you do not, then you need to see a therapist because you're dissociating. But um, I don't know why this like specific topic was so big on my heart because um, I think a lot of times forget society, forget the boys and the girls and like all these things. 
But I think a lot of times we forget that like God does see us. God does love us. And I think a lot of times, and I've seen this so much on TikTok, girls will comment, and even me, like I will like that comment because I'm like, oh, I resonate with it. I It'll be like, God, I've seen what you've done for other people. Don't forget about me. And so I think a lot of times um, we have this like pick me type of personality and relationship towards the Lord being like, please pick me. Like I've seen you bless other people. What can I do? Let me mold myself to be this thing that I can only imagine that you will love and that you will pick so that good things can happen to me. But I want to come today to encourage you that that's not the case with God. God isn't going to want you to mold yourself to be this thing for him. God wants your heart. Like that's it. Like that's all God wants. Like he just wants your heart. He wants to know that, you know, that, that you want him. Like God wants to be wanted just as much as we want to be wanted. I mean, obviously there's a lot more security. He is God, you know, all those things. But, you know, one of the reasons that God gave us free will and gave us the ability to choose, like if we choose to follow him is because he wanted us to choose him. You know, like he wanted us to choose him. Like God wasn't, was saying, I give you the freedom and the ability to be loved and seen and adored but you just have to choose me. And so I think a lot of times, you know, once we choose God and we're like, yes, this is what we're doing. We're saved. We're, oh my gosh, we're so great. And like, it's like amazing. And then a lot of our relationship with the Lord becomes this thing of like seeing what God has done for other people and not allowing ourselves to see what God has done for us not allowing ourselves to embrace what he's done for us and seeing that, you know, maybe you're, you want a boyfriend and you see someone else has a boyfriend or you um, have a crush and you see like, you know, God gave that crush like that person, or you wanted a really nice car and God gave another person a nice car and you haven't been able to afford it, like to even fix you the one you have. Um, and you say like, well, why aren't you choosing me, God? Why aren't you loving me? Why are you not Um, seeing me for what I am and I think a lot of times we put on these glasses and or this even this wall with God and we say like I don't see the capacity you have to love me I don't see the capacity you have to choose me and to see me and to like not break my heart basically like or not give me good things and so we become like quote-unquote pick me girls or boys with God. And I want to tell you today that God loves you so freaking much and that he picked you from the day he, from the day you were born, you were freaking made in that belly of your mom's to the last day of your life. To you take your last breath and literally from infinity and beyond, like until eternity, God will choose you. He will. God chose Okay, chose, big freaking word, chose to die on the cross for us. That was a choice Jesus made. You know, God told him, this is the ultimate thing. You, you, this is what you have to do. But Jesus could have chosen to say, you know what, dad? No, I don't choose these people. These aren't, these are like, why am I going to die for their sins? This is not, no, whatever. I don't care about these people. But God said, I choose to go through these pain and suffering. And I choose to die on this cross 
for them because my love for them surpasses everything. All the pain, all the struggles, even death. He said, I choose you until my last breath, which is forever because Jesus took his last breath and then he resurrected. So technically he hasn't taken his last breath. You know what I mean? It's like one of those technical things. You got to kind of like look at him. But I just think it's such a blessing to be able to look at a God who we say like, we're not working hard. Like we don't have to like meet this criteria, this level. Like, you know, we don't have to like do these things and like be this amazing human being to be able to be loved by our heavenly father and to be chosen by our heavenly father. We get to literally just exist. Like, isn't that so freaking cool? I mean, there's obviously like other steps into like having a relationship with God and like, you know, professing your faith and like all those things. But once you, you know, declare the Lord as your like God, like he's your savior. He died on the cross for you. Like he's freaking amazing. The fact that we get to walk this journey of life with God and get to be like, like God is just like, hey, like you exist. And I think you're like really cool. (laughs) God's like, I think you're like really great. And like, yeah, I kind of like made you in my image. And like, this is really cool. And you're really awesome. And you're really smart. And you're really lovable. And you're so easy to love. And you're so funny. And like, I see you so much every single day for what I've made you. And it's just so perfect because you know, everything he makes is really good. And so it's just like, I don't know, I'm like getting all gittery, like jittery because it's just like, like we get to be picked by him every single day. Like we get to be seen by him every single day. And so, um, like, shoot, I'll be a pick me girl any day for Jesus. (laughs) Like literally I'm like, Jesus, me, me. But in the best con, like, not in the negative connotation, in the like, Jesus, I'm in. Put me in, coach. <laughs> but um, I think something I definitely want to like talk about is the fact that um, when you become like the negative part of like pick me girl or whatever, um, you end up um, molding yourself to be this thing that you think God wants for you. So you end up like thinking you're doing the right thing, saying the right things. like. But if we all think about it, we all have our own image of what we believe God expects of us. I mean, we all can have similarities, but we all have our own internal world where we say like, God expects this from me. God expects this and that. Or like there's things that for you might be really, really heavy and convict, like you feel convicted about it. Just like there's other things about like another person they're like I don't feel convicted about that at all that doesn't seem to be something that's affecting my relationship with Christ so I think I'm just gonna chill here um so I think it's like such a blessing to be able to have both of those things and to be able to say like um like we're all our relationships with God are different but at the same time it can get really unhealthy when we have an image um of this like perfect person of who who we are supposed to be for God and then never be able to achieve that thing like never being able to achieve the fact that um like we're perfect and we're never going to be able to achieve you know like literally perfection like there's nothing else that can be said like and i think that a lot of christians try so freaking hard to achieve perfection because they're like well God will pick me and be kind to me and be understanding to me if 
I'm just a better Christian or a better human or like there's just like I don't even know like for me it's like I have this image in my head and I'm like I have to be this perfect Christian who like doesn't do anything wrong who doesn't listen to rap music who doesn't cuss who doesn't do any of this and what do you what did I say any words who does any of these things and then say like and then God will love me and so learning how to walk away from this image that we have in our heads of like God is um expecting this from me instead of like just believe like it's really hard because I feel like everyone's relationship with God is kind of like different and I don't want to like tell you how God views you or like how I mean other than like the good things you know but when things like the expectations that you have in your head um I don't ever want to sway you or create any expectations in your brain for what you know anything because God is, like I said, like our relationship with God is unique. Our relationship with God is personal. And if we, like, I can't tell you what convicts me and feel like I could tell you and share that with you and it could resonate, but I don't want ever to make it seem like, well, that's not convicting me or like, that's not the way I think. So I must be wrong because no, like you could be right on the, like you could be right on the money. Like you could, Jesus could be putting something on your heart that needs to move away from your life um that might not be for me too so I just want to encourage you and when you look um taking a real good look at what you believe like how you believe God sees you and what it is you believe is the right type of behavior for God to choose quote-unquote quote unquote, choose you. Um, because there's nothing we can do that will make God stop choosing us every single day. There's not, there's literally not like he chose us before we were even born before we were even on this earth. God chose us. So there's nothing you can do on this earth that will make him not choose you because he literally chose you, chose you before you were even born knowing everything you were going to do. Like, and he was like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to die on the cross for or him because I love them and they're amazing and they're my children and I can't wait to give them good gifts and I can't wait to love on them and I can't wait to provide for them and I can't wait to see them flourish and see them be this really amazing human that I know they are capable of being. And so I think it really saddens God's heart when he sees that we have this false expectation in our brains of what we believe God expects you know, when we believe God expects perfection and we, we, in every single area of our lives that God expects us to never cuss in our entire lives, to never listen to rap music, never do anything wrong. And it's like, God is aware that those things are real. Like God is aware that these things exist. He wasn't surprised. It's not like he hears you listen to like some like booty shaking music. And he's like, Oh my goodness. I was, this blindsided me. This, wow, just there, this one thing. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. This is it. We're done. Like, no, like I'll be like, okay, like, okay, you know? And I'm not saying rather, like if it's a conviction for you that I'm not saying like, well, don't let it be a conviction. I'm just saying like, like I said, your relationship with Christ is unique. And if he convicts you on that, then that's something maybe you should act on. Maybe you should stop listening to it, whatever. But 
God isn't going to see you listening to like booty shaking music and him be like, we're done. We're done. We're done. This is it. We're done. The last straw. You, you literally just pushed on the last straw. Like whatever. We're done. No, no. This was what broke the camel's back. Like, no, like God is literally like, okay. This is okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, you know, here's like where I instruct you and this is what I want, like, this is what I'm looking for to convict you in or, like, make you, you know, a little bit more aware of, but never is he going to say, like, ah, you were listening to that music? Ah, I'm going to, I'm done with you. I'm going to punish you. Like, we're done. We're done. No more good things for you. No more, nope, nope, time out, time out. No more good things for you. Like, no, no, no. Like, no, God is literally going to be like, okay, so, like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> you know? Like, our, it's literally, like, a healthy parent, right? Like a healthy parent could be, you know, maybe like a little bit like, oh, that was kind of not okay, you know, but they're not going to be like, well, you know what? That wasn't okay. So I'm not feeding you or like, oh, that wasn't okay. Well, you're not going to go to sleep tonight. (laughs) Or like, I don't know, like, oh, that wasn't okay. Well, you are going to sit in the corner all by yourself for hours. Like a good, healthy parent doesn't do that. And that's what God is, is he's a good, healthy parent. And so when he sees us, he's like, I'm so excited to choose you every single day of your life. Like imagine having a baby, right? And you choose them every single day. Like you choose to wake up, change their diaper, do all these things, take care of them, love on them, do all those, you know, healthy parents. Again, remembering healthy parents, um, like you choose to do that and to like love all that baby so much like imagine how much love God has for us because like we love our kids like parents love not our kids girl apparently I have kids um parents love their kids with their entire hearts like parents would die for their kids so and imagine like Jesus did die for your kid like for his kid like Kids, siblings, I don't know. It gets a little bit iffy on there. We don't sometimes, you know, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, it gets just a little bit cloudy in there. But, um, but you know, like he died for our sins. He died for us because he loved us so freaking much. So imagine how much he must love you if your parents know, like, they believe in your potential. Jesus not only believes in your potential, he sees it. He sees your potential. He knows how amazing you are. And he just says, like, when you're like, God, please pick me. Like, please, I'm different from everyone. Like, mold me. Like, let me change for you. Let me be this perfect thing for you. God's like, don't. I want you just the way you are. Like, I want your heart. I want to love you. I want to put love in areas that you don't have love. I want to heal you in areas that you are not healed. And I want to provide for you. I want to give you good gifts. And life is hard and there will be hard things, but God will get you through it. I promise. And it's literally like Jesus will walk with you through this entire journey be a the be a, the healthiest version of pick me girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't be a pick me girl because God already picked you. So you don't need to be a pick me girl. God chose you. And he chooses you every single day. And let me tell you something about being a pick me girl or whatever. If you find yourself having tendencies to be a pick me girl, allow there 
there to be grace. Allow there, there, is that how you say it? There? Oh my gosh, I ruin what I'm preaching because I can't seem to speak right. Um, allow there to be love and compassion and grace and allow God to bring into the little like nooks and crannies of your heart love. Allow there there to be love in the areas where you believe you need to mold to make yourself better in for God and for humans. Like <clears throat> one of my really good friends tonight. <laughs> um we always like ask him questions and one of the questions was um we were like are we clingy <laughs> um and he his response wasn't yes or no and that's okay but one of the things he said was like you need to just like be yourself like like if you're like whatever like just be yourself like do not change for anyone like not me not anyone like be yourself and like that's so true like be yourself because how are people ever going to love you correctly if they don't know who you are truly and maybe you are different from the other girls that they know I mean maybe you are maybe you're not like maybe you are one of the boys like okay that's not a problem it becomes a problem when girls take the good things that you are being given and use it to break you down. And that's that's my that's honestly now that I'm coming to think about it, that is the belief behind the pick me girl. I think I think the girl who's wanting to be a pick me girl has a lot of trauma and anxiety and past relationships that have hurt her that haven't chosen her that have caused her to become a pick me girl and then the girls and then, you know, she becomes that thing and she's really good at molding herself so she fits in really well. And the guys really like her. She's one of the boys and like all these things. And the girls over here who are like, I'm not a pick me girl are like basically like hating on her because they're like, she gets all the attention. All the boys want to hang around her. She knows all the tea. She know, And so and then they're like, but we don't get any attention. And we're not getting chosen by those boys. So even if those girls don't act like a pick-me girl, they kind of are from afar. I think we're all a little bit of a pick-me girl, pick-me boy. Um, but yeah, I could completely be wrong about what this topic means. But I read y'all the definition and that's what I got from it. And like, I believe so that this is what it means and that's what I interpret from it. Um... Oh, snap. Um, and that's what I interpret from it. So, yeah. That's about all I have to say. Why do I, I want to sing as if I could sing? Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Uh, <laughs> that's about all I have for you guys tonight. Um, today, tonight, good morning. I don't know whatever you're listening to this. Um, I'm really, really thankful to have these conversations with you guys um, because I can kind of like share what's in my brain. And I think a lot of times it's really like I hope that people can relate and say you know what I've felt like that before and I've felt 
you know, shame or, um, a lot of like hatred or whatever you're feeling towards a certain thing. And I always want you to know that you're not alone, um, that we are all very broken human beings. Um, and we're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to mess up. We're allowed to have really hard days, really hard months, really hard weeks. I don't know why I said weeks first. I mean, months first, but we're allowed to have hard things and we're allowed to feel those things. Um, and I just want to remind you that you, that bringing compassion and love into a lot of the areas that you struggle with are really, really important. Um, and I want to remind you that you're not alone. And if you've thought it, then probably someone else has thought it. So you're really not all that terrible because you're probably not terrible at all. Um, but I just always want to share what's on my brain and on my heart with you guys. Um, because I know that when I get to hear, you know, episodes or podcasts that are kind of just like, wow, like I didn't think of that or like, oh, I have thought of that, but I felt a lot of shame towards it. It gives me a lot of, um, like a lot of compassion for myself and it allows me a space of, um, not being perfect and not trying to be this amazing thing but allowing myself to be really good at loving those around me and loving the potential that could be um flourished from my heart I don't know but yeah so you're amazing basically and it's gonna be a great time (laughs) all right guys Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the episode. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of Tell It All.